Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Good afternoon, friends. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful afternoon here in the Four Corners. Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best self. I want to thank our sponsors, On The Spot Cleaning, for all your cleaning, home industrial, cleaning needs, carpet cleaning, janitorial services, make your floors look shiny, and for Chitty Lube in Kirtland, where you can drive a little way out of town and have a no-weight oil change from friendly people. We appreciate them both. Friends, we're in the second week. The second week of a new year, the second week of the new book, of the blank page, if you will, of the new chapter. Talked about last week, what an opportunity that is for growth and for change and for reevaluating where we are and where we're going. Hope you've taken some time to do that. Hope you've taken a little bit of energy to dream again. Dream about where you want to go. Dream about why you are where you are and where you want to go and what you have to do to get there. And I want to talk to you guys about something and I want to ask you a question. And the question is, why are you not doing what you know you need to do? And I'll ask it again. Why are you not doing what you know has to be done? And what do I mean by this? Well, what's that thing that you know that you need to attend to? What's that thing you know you need to change? What's that discussion you know you need to have? What's that apology you need to ask? What's that thing you need to fix or repair? What's that system that isn't working that you need to redesign or re-implement or scrap and redesign altogether? What's that relationship that needs repairing? What's that personal flaw that needs fixing? What's that soul and mind that needs counseling, that needs help, that needs love? Why aren't you doing what you know you need to do? Friends, procrastination is our greatest enemy in life, one of them. It prevents progress. It stalls us where we are. And it creates a feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. Because when we start to procrastinate on things, they add up and they get on top of us. And pretty soon we're carrying around with us this burden of all of these things that we know we need to do. And we can end up in a whirlwind of them to where we don't even know what they are or where to start. Because things become such a mess. This happens in our work. This happens in our personal and relational lives happens in our spiritual and mental realms. Things get cluttered and things get stuffed and things get stored instead of being dealt with, instead of being attended to. And pretty soon we open the medicine cabinet in the hallway and it all comes down crashing out onto the floor in a giant mess that we have to face in a very ugly way because when it all comes flying out of the cabinet, the glass breaks, things get messy Things fly everywhere. You're picking up the Band-Aids that fly, right? Any of us have been in life where we've opened up a drawer or a closet and it's all just fallen to the floor. And 
that's when you have to deal with it, and it gets ugly. And friends, that's what I'd like us to avoid this year. Because it's coming, you know, if you stuff it and you store it and you put it away and you procrastinate it, it's coming and it's going to hit you and it's going to hit you hard and it's going to be ugly and it's going to be messy and it's going to be hard to clean up and you're going to be forced to do it against your will. And it may be embarrassing and uncomfortable when you open up that cabinet, that garage, closet, wherever you've been stuffing the things you need to do, and it all comes falling out at you, hits the floor, breaks, causes damage. So friends, again, I'll ask, what is that thing that you're not doing that you know you need to do? What's the thing you need to attend to? And start it. Start taking one step, one simple step. Maybe you need a plumber and you know you've needed it for years and it's getting worse. Now there's a hole in the ceiling. Make the phone call. I don't care if it's Sunday at 3.45 p.m. and you know that no one is in the office. Call an answering machine or an answering service will answer and leave a message. You'll be amazed at what it feels just to get that off your chest and have left the message because you've taken a step. And... Friends, in the journey of life, taking a step can feel so good, can feel so empowering and so freeing, especially when we've been trapped and when we've been stayed by this ghastly ghost of procrastination. Because sometimes we think if we just put it off, it'll be easier to deal with down the road. But problems, you know, like car trouble, or appliance trouble. Problems don't get smaller when we just move them aside and move them on down the road to deal with later. They get bigger. And sometimes a problem with our cooling system in our vehicle can add to a problem with another system, and then it moves on to other systems in our life. Sometimes an emotional problem we've been avoiding confronting and dealing with can cause psychological trouble as well and physical and health trouble. Our, our things we worry about affect our health. They're very, very, very connected. So don't make the mistake of thinking that if you just put it off a little longer and if you just run it on down the road that it'll be easier to deal with then because it's not going to be. It's going to come crashing down you're going to run into it in the night and stub your toe. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. Because if you think it's painful now, imagine what it's going to be like then when you have to deal with it in that uncomfortable moment where you meet the monster that you've created by waiting, by just holding on, by throwing it on down the road, kicking the can. And we are all guilty of this. You know, I am... <laughs> <laughs> there's this little magnet that I bought. We have it on our fridge and it reminded me of something a friend would say just the way she'd say it. And so I shared it with her, but I still have it there because it reminds me of myself and, and the instances where I create, you know, this panic situation. And it says, it has this lady, you know, kind of in the fifties, leave it to be her mom look. And she says, to-do list. And it has the first step is procrastinate. And the second step is to panic. And I don't know why I find that so funny, but it just is because it's so true, you know? Oh, let's just procrastinate. And then the second thing down on the list is let's panic. 
oh shoot, it's here again. And and it's so funny because, you know, we, we put it on down the road, we put it off, we brush it aside. And it's almost ridiculously funny how we just expect it to somehow magically disappear and dissipate and deal with itself. But those things don't happen. Stumbling blocks don't just find themselves removed from the road. They have to be physically and carefully removed and sometimes surgically altered and removed. Sometimes you have to take an ax to cut the rock out of the road. Sometimes you can just lift it, but you have to do that work. If you kick it down the road, you're going to run into it again, or worse, someone else will. Don't be like the person who doesn't move the mattress off the road because it's not going to hit them or they didn't hit it, right? Obviously, don't do it if it's freeway traffic, but if you can move something out of the road safely that might damage someone else's vehicle, by all means, try and do it if you can. But sometimes these obstacles and these things that we put off in our own lives, and I would say almost all times, don't just affect us, and they're not just going to get worse for us. They're going to get worse for those that we love and care about because when we do these things that create stress and worry and panic in our own lives, they don't just affect us, folks. They affect everyone around us. They affect every interaction that we have. There's this thing called energy, and I don't understand how it works, this universal flow, spirit, however it is, whatever it is, but it is so real. And it's so important that we look to have this pure energy around us, this pure spirit, this pure heart, this goodness that we tap into, that better self, that better nature, that divine purpose and energy. Because when we add things to our to-dos and our tasks and we put them aside and we create that stress, it doesn't just affect us. It affects those we love because inevitably we're short with them or we raise our cortisol levels to where we feel not good. We feel stressed. We feel sick. We feel tired. And that affects those we love. We can't be our best selves when we're not taking those steps toward it. We can't be our best selves when we're removing the very things that will help us become that from our path so that we don't have to confront them or deal with them. So what is it? Tell me if you can. Say it vocally. What is that thing you need to do? Five, four, Three, two, one, come to mind. I know you're thinking of it. (laughs) And if for some reason you're not, congratulations. You're not like most people. But there is something there. Surely there is. Now, write it down and take a step. Take a step towards that thing. You know, and I speak from experience on this by sad study. (laughs) Because... I've made that mistake of not wanting to deal with things, not wanting to ruffle feathers, not wanting to make waves in an organization because I made the excuse of I didn't want to cause problems or I didn't want to cause risk or I don't know what it was. There's a lot of excuses, but I avoided doing these things that I knew I needed to attend to. And sometimes when you have things that come under your heart and mind and they just stay there and linger and you keep coming back to them, there's a reason for that. It's not just obsessive compulsive disorder, although that may have something to do with it. There is a reason for this. You know in your heart and you know in your mind, you know in your very core if something is not right. 
intuition, the Holy Spirit, divine energy, whatever you want to call it, humans have an innately impressive capacity for percepting things, for feeling things. Intuition, perhaps, or something even more powerful. Sometimes we just know, right? We just know, we just feel it. We just know it. And there's things that you know in your life right now that you need to change. There's things you know that are not working and that are not going to work. There's people who are doing things or who are allowing to do things that aren't right, that maybe are unjust, or that maybe just driving you nuts. And yet we put those things aside and we think, well, I'll just deal with it later, or I don't want to cause trouble, or I don't want to cause this. But avoiding is the very first step to causing trouble. It's where all trouble starts, is when we avoid, when we delay. Because it's kind of a form of dishonesty. And, and you know, anything, you know, a good friend of mine, Chris Hunter, you probably know him around town, Forsed, and the organizations that he's involved in, Cornerstone, business counseling and things. He's a really brilliant man, a brilliant mind. And, you know, one time he, he, we were talking about things and he, he said, you know, everybody's problem, every source of problem in the world, every situation that causes grief and anger and strife, it all comes down to one thing. And I said, what is that? And he said, it's sin, sin, S-I-N, sin. And the greatest gateway drug sin, the greatest start to it, the almost imperceptible and yet so subtly sly, first gateway sin is that of pride. And arrogance, hubris, that destructive force where we think it's not going to happen to us or we're somehow chosen or better than others. And so we're above the law or above the consequences. And we create this illusion in our mind that we are better. And so we're not under the same rules or under the same consequence list as those around us. And it really struck me what he said, that everything around us, every source of grief, every problem, everything, it comes from sin. And so lying is, of course, one of the most destructive sins that we can engage in, one of the most destructive practices, whether you're religious or not. Lying is bad. It's horrible. It's awful. It's a horrible drug. It's an acid, a corrosive influence that affects generations and can. It's a curse. And so when we procrastinate and we put things off and we, in our mind, think that maybe it's just going to get better or convince ourselves that it's just going to disappear. If we move it on down the road, it's going to get better. We'll forget about it. We're lying to ourselves. We're delving into this sin realm that creates these problems in our lives through this lying and dishonesty. And anything dishonest at its heart is the enemy of progression, the enemy of peace, the enemy of love. Because any relationship, no matter how profound or how small, is based on trust. Without trust, there is no relationship. Without trust, there's nothing. Our world and our nation, and our society goes every day because of trust. 
There's a trust that the government is going to promote the general welfare sufficient to allow us to continue the way that we are. There's trust that our leaders are going to do things at least sufficiently well to keep the lights on. There's trust that people are going to stay in their right lane when they go down the road and not veer over. There's trust that people are going to obey the laws and not kill us and maim us in the streets. There's trust. And it's the defining factor of civilized society. It's the basis for everything. Every deal, every venture, every sale, every transaction is based on trust. And so when we procrastinate, we lie to ourselves. Others see this. Others perceive it. We lie to ourselves and we lose trust. We lose trust. When we're dishonest with ourselves, we can get to the point where we don't trust ourselves. And others can get to the point where they don't trust us because we become unreliable. And when we're caught in this whirlwind of all the things that we've stuffed in that hallway cabinet or closet, theoretically in our life, and finally we open and it all falls out, we can't be as good as we could if we put those things in order. And if we took some of those steps that we needed to take to organize and to clean up, to ask forgiveness, to repent, to start taking care of our health, to make that first phone call, to give that first apology, whatever it is, to take that first step that I hope you're thinking about still, maybe thinking of others, that step that you need to take, whatever it is, how small. So I would argue that procrastination is a form of dishonesty. And hence, under that sin genre described by Chris Hunter, and thus, nothing good comes of it, as we all know. You know, I'm starting to take some of those steps in my life that I've avoided for a lot of years, out of fear, out of worry, out of not wanting to deal with the repercussions. But in all honesty, the pain of not dealing with it had become so severe in some instances that I was just like, you know, I'm forced to because this is not going to get better. And that's not the best way to change. It's a way, hopefully we respond to that. But the best way is to forecast the pain, forecast the consequence, and act in a way that is preventive and proactive rather than reactive when it all comes crashing down. But when it does come crashing down, and it will if you keep avoiding, it will, inevitably it will, it will fall into the road and you will run it over and it will break your tie rod, or worse, or send you veering, hopefully not off a cliff, but at least onto the shoulder, where you'll be stuck waiting for the repairs to take place to get your vehicle back on the highway and track it should be on. So let's make a commitment. Let's make a commitment to take some of those steps because I can't tell you how good it feels. I can tell you how good it feels. It feels really good to finally be taking some of those steps and doing some of those things. But, you know, the, the problem and the danger in taking those first steps is that when we just take a step towards something, our brain 
is receives this physiological chemical reward, serotonin and some of these other things that I don't fully understand, but I do kind of understand the process, you know? And and sometimes authors and, and musicians, they make this mistake of telling people about their upcoming project, this book that they're working on, or they're this. And, and what happens is it rewards their brain with this oxytocin-like kind of reward that makes them kind of think like they've already done the work because they shared this and people have said, oh, way to go, good job. And so their mind kind of registers it as if they've actually done something. And the danger in taking that first step to doing what you need to do is that you'll take a couple of steps and it'll feel so good that your brain receives this award almost, almost as though you've already done the rest of it. And so beware that pitfall of taking those first steps of receiving that adrenaline rush and, and, and embracing that, wow, I've done something and not finishing it to the end because I am the crowned king of this and I'm working on it, folks. But beware as you take that step that that may happen. You'll take those first steps. It'll feel so good and you're like, wow, I've done it. But you haven't done it until it's done You haven't done it until it's implemented. It can't just be imagined and drawn and set to scale. The Ford Mustang, when it came out, it had to actually be produced in production, in living flesh, and it became an absolute legend. Have you seen a classic Mustang at a car show? Timeless. And it started with a drawing on a piece of paper in a Ford office. Started as a drawing. And I bet that person felt really good about it when they drew it. Maybe so good that they thought, man, I've done this. But I'm glad they didn't give up because of what a legacy they've created. And that was just a car, folks. Think of the many things that have come because someone drew it. Someone wrote it down. Someone took those first steps. But then they didn't stop at that. And they didn't just take that reward of taking those first steps. They went further. And they took the next step. And eventually they got there. They went all the way. And because of that, we get to reap those blessings of the things that they have done. And if you do that in your life, your loved ones and your friends and your coworkers and those around you will reap the blessings of your sacrifice, will reap the blessings of the steps you've taken, and will with you reap the blessings of your success. Because your success is the success of those around you. If you're a business owner, your success ensures the success of those who work for you. If you're a parent, your success ensures the success of your children and your grandchildren and those around you. Friends, we're all in this together. It's so interconnected. None of us are an island, so don't try to be. Get help if you need it. That's professional help. Get it if you can't afford it. Go to a friend, go to a pastor, go to someone that can help you take those first steps. And you know what? I'll be praying for you this week. Pray for me too, that we can all start taking those steps. Whatever you've thought about, take one step today, just one, and then don't give up. Take the next step and follow it through. I'll be challenging you because I know you can do it. Next time you see a Ford Mustang driving downtown, think of that process. And remember that the true joy and satisfaction and success comes in finishing. Let us finish well, friends, this race that we're in. Thanks for joining me on Life Notes with Sheldon. I hope we've shared a couple ways to get off the sidelines and back into this glorious game of life. Until next week, same time, I will see you here. 
until then, do well, be good, and have a great weekend. been listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.